Hello and welcome. My name is Anouska Lehey and you are listening to the fifth episode of the podcast by the Port of Rotterdam. As usually, we discuss some of the most influential developments, trends and innovations with industry leaders. And our guest today is a true industry leader. Welcome Bart Leenders, Portman of the Year and Vice President Renewable Products at Nesta. Well, Bart, glad to have you in our show today. Um, yes, before we really dive into your business, um, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, well, thank you for having me here, um, talking about myself. Um, well, let's start with the most important thing. I'm a father of two children and married to my wife. That's the most important thing. And then uh, now we go to business, working in the industry already for 25 years, uh, of which the last 12 years I'm working for Neste. And I started at Neste with a really great job, and that was to build the Rotterdam refinery and to recruit all the people. And working together in this industry is uh, what really makes me tick. Yes, because um, before we really go into your career path, uh, maybe also um, you you have been chosen at the, the 41st uh, Portman of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's also a great title, of course, to have. Uh, what does it mean for you personally? Well, let me start by saying the Portman of the Year is a great title, but it's a title I see for the whole team the whole Nesta team that works on our sustainable solutions. Uh, and it's great that it's being recognized and that I get this title um, in the name of, I would say, the whole team. And uh, now this year, um, I've got an, an extra opportunity to show how important sustainable solutions are for the whole port of Rotterdam and basically for the whole globe. Yes, because does this title also makes your work uh, easier to achieve results or goals? Um, I think... That's a good question. Um, Probably it will help uh, to promote what the port is doing. And I've benefited from the previous port, men and ladies. And hopefully I can help for the future. Yes. That's how I look at it. So let's hope because you you got a very important goal. You already mentioned something about it. We will talk about that later on. Um, But also about your career because uh, you're now the vice president of global production at at Nesta. You already mentioned something like 12 years ago. um, You had an assignment. Um, So first of all, what is your education background and how did you become the vice president of global production? Well, th- th- that's a lot of questions. Uh, my educational background is in, I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. Uh, so by accident, I ended up in the petrochemical industries because I had to start somewhere. And uh, first I wasn't attracted by it at all, but after two months, I was, I was completely switched and saw what great jobs can be done in petrochemical industries because it's about science, it's about working together and really getting things done. Um, so you didn't realize that at, at, at the start? No, 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 no. And, and that's also why I think you always should start something and then learn from it and see how can I make a next step which fits myself. Um, well, I had a great career by ICA Huntsman and then Nesta came by. 12 years ago, and with the intention to build a renewable refinery. And this was in the middle of the climate, not the climate crisis, the the credit crunch, where there was a financial crisis. And Nesta had this purpose to create a renewable refinery. Paying it with own money 
And then I was thinking, hey, th this is really a company with courage. And then when discovering further the company of Nesta, the values of the company really fitted myself. And it's a truly genuine company. So then I decided to, to take the risk and um, be, become the project director for the Rotterdam Refinery and the managing director and hiring all the people. And I must say, together with that team, we've really accomplished great things. And we still look back on this with, with, with great pride because in the beginning we were loss making. But we believed in it. And today we are the world leader in uh, renewable products. Yes. So, so so why is this mission so important for you then on, on a personal level? What is, what is your personal mission? That, that, that sounds pretty heavy. What's my personal mission? My personal mission, of course, is to make sure we have a better world. Uh, and, and that sounds very big. But what can we all contribute? Everybody can contribute. And in my case, it is by, by to giving leadership to, today to the global, global leadership team to work together, to, to share. Don't think about hierarchy, but think about how can we share. Collaboration, cross-collaboration, uh, and also think cross-functional inside the company, but also with partners. So that's how I contribute to, to, to assemble the knowledge, to facilitate collaboration, and then together make the next step and really getting things done. Yes. So that's, that's one purpose. Uh, and the other one is on, 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 the, on the private side and, and talk a lot about it uh, in private life, in a podcast like this one, but that we all can contribute to a better world by thinking about changing things. And that can be as simple as switching off the light in a meeting room. Yes. And is it also because you are a father, uh, you have children, or is, is that a general mission for everyone? It's, or should it be a general mission for everyone? <laughs> I think we have a common challenge here. And of course, we all have different drivers related to our background. Where do we come from? Are we raised in bigger families, smaller families? All, all makes a difference. But I think there's no doubt about that we have to preserve the earth and that we all can make a contribution to that. Yes. So let's also talk about Nesta then, because Nesta is, is one of the world's leading companies in terms of sustainability. Um, it, it wasn't a leading company from, from the beginning. So... Um, can you, can you explain us briefly what it is that Nesta does and how it um, has reached this position? Nesta started as a uh, fossil refining company, uh, but really paid a lot of attention to refinery and, and not so much to crude oil, where the bigger money was. And by really inventing and innovating in the technology, um, Nesta discovered a way to make products that are exactly the same as fossil products, but only created out of non-fossil waste and residues. And that's called the NextBTL HVO technology. So that's number one, what helped. Number two is really having the courage to do things and be, de be determined and just doing it. And that's uh, together has been the basis of the success, getting things done. And even if there is a headwind, if you know the facts are right, and if you know how to do things properly, just unite, do it, continue to do it. And that's how we make these step changes. And also continue to think about the future, because the last thing we should be doing now is getting complacent, because we are the world leader. We are already talking about next technologies like uh, using waste plastics and creating a circularity over there, or using electricity, and that will be only in the next decades to replace, uh, to capture CO2 out of the air and make fuels out of that. So those sorts of things we are also investing in. So not only 
benefit from today, but always think ahead. What could be the next step? Yes. So, so thinking um, ahead, uh, being uh, in a way uh, determined, are are those the two main um, factors in 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 managing the transformation from a traditional uh, petrochemical company into now a front runner, you could say, in the field of renewable uh, biofuels with plants in Finland, Singapore, the Netherlands. Are those the the two main factors? I would describe it a bit differently, but it comes, it boils down to the same thing. Um, What's far and foremost, the most important thing is our values. And today that is that we care we cooperate and we have courage. That's that's something in the DNA of all Nestle colleagues. Actually, we have rejected in a scarce labor market, very good technical people because of the fact that we felt their values are not the same as ours. The values is the far foremost important thing because that really tells whether you can face any challenge together. And then it's the purpose. Those two values and purpose that makes the difference. And of course, strategy is important, technology is important, but without uh, shared values and without a purpose, it's all short-termism. Yes, so it's already a great achievement, this this transformation from the more old-fashioned uh, sector to now the really the renewables. But let's also talk about the future because um, the UN emission gap report 2021 uh, shows us that the new uh, national climate pledges combined with other uh, mitigation measures put the world on track for a global temperature rise of 2.7 degrees by the end of the century. And that's well above the goals uh, of the Paris Climate Agreement. And it would lead to a catastrophic change um, in the Earth climate. So to keep the global warming below 1.5 degrees this century, the world really needs to have annual greenhouses gas emissions in the next um, eight years. So much more action is needed. And it seems that Nesta is well aware of this. So could you elaborate on your strategy for the future? Yeah, um, our, f- our future strategy first is, is to expand what we're doing today. Today, together with our customers, we already uh, avoid the emission of uh, 11 million tons of CO2. Our ambition is by 2030 to have to do 20 million tons of CO2 together with our customers. We do that by expansion of our current asset base, but also developing new technologies like circular plastics. And, um, and, and hydrocarbons made out of electricity and captured CO2. So those are the things we are doing. At the same time, um, also, perhaps I should word, use the word educating society, policymakers, stakeholders, even NGOs, that we have a, a real combat and we have no time to lose. So we need to embrace all solutions and not be too selective or too preferable uh, on preferred solutions because time is ticking. Yes. And what personally frustrates me a lot of people talk about, talk about 2030 targets, but the target is today. It was actually yesterday. So every ton of emission we can accomplish today, we should immediately avoid. Yes. And 2030 is really coming very soon. It's, it's only a few years ahead. It is. Uh, and, and still every ton we emit today out of fossil in the atmosphere will be there forever. Yes. So we need to embrace all solutions 
And we have to act now. Act now, embrace all solutions, look at opportunities. Uh, and some opportunities will have slight risks. Let's assess those, mitigate those. And if those risks really materialize, act then. Yes. So, so you're talking about cooperation, working together, having that same goal. Um, so who are, who are the main stakeholders of Nesta? Uh, our main stakeholders are uh, <coughs> our employees, our customers, society. Here in Rotterdam, the, 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 the municipality of Rotterdam, policymakers, NGOs. We talk with everyone, we listen, try to understand and how we can together create a better future. Yes. And do you also believe that we need more interference uh, by the government in terms of regulation to really meet that goal? Absolutely. It's, it's needed that regulation is there. Um, where it's also important regu that regulation is, is, is good enough, um, meaning it's not trying to restrict and mitigate everything. And with that takes a couple of years for the, for the legislation to be developed. And then in the end, industry invests in things that cannot be used. So um, regulation is important to be directive, to set uh, a framework, um, but don't be too restrictive in the regulation. Yes, so so use really, it properly. Yeah, so it really needs to help. It has to be proactive. And and what is the role of the, of the port of, of Rotterdam or the, the port authorities um, to, to, to really make a change or accelerate this movement? Well, the port of Rotterdam is a, an important, the main port is a very important stakeholder, um, not only for um, for society as such, but all the products that are being made here to insulate our houses, for example, or to have the renewable fuels, all good products that come out of this port. Also for the distribution of the sneakers that we're wearing, those are all flowing into the Netherlands to the port of Rotterdam. So that is the infrastructure function. Next to that, the port of Rotterdam um, also has an influential position. It represents an important part of the economy, but also of, uh, of the future. Port of Rotterdam can, towards policymakers, uh, give uh, a viewpoint, a realistic viewpoint, what is possible and where uh, policymakers can facilitate. For the same thing, Rotterdam, Port of Rotterdam can facilitate herself by connecting partners, by even reaching outside of Rotterdam for other partners and connecting the industries for the purpose to together combat climate change. So I see a lot of roles for Port of Rotterdam there with words, but also with actions and sometimes uh, financial support for good ideas. Yes. So, so is, it, is it going um, quickly enough, according to your opinion? Well, you're talking to someone who has learned to be patient, but it's never fast enough. Never fast enough, no. And, and, and what advice would you give to, to our listeners or to the parties um, in the logistic chain, how can they contribute to, to the climate uh, goals? Well, a very easy solution for logistic partners would be to use our products because they're drop-in products. You can replace your fossil product tomorrow. And they don't need any technological um, adjustments. With Nestemai renewable diesel, for example, for road transport, no single modification is needed. You can use it in your trucks, you can use it in your ships. Even the storages, the pipelines, they're all suitable because the characteristics of our product are exactly the same as fossil, even better. Also for the burning inside the engine. And if you use our products, 90% less emissions and 30% less particle matters in your emissions. So so why is not everyone running to your company and asking for your fuels then? Oh, oh many are. 
and uh, we still have space as I said we are expanding um, some some might still be a, a bit afraid is, is this is this really as good as fossil it's better so just come to us and we have proven track records like klm is flying on our sustainable aviation fuels we we, we know multiple ships that are sailing on our renewable diesel and of course a lot of road transport actually did you know in in the netherlands alone next to my renewable diesel you can just fuel up your car or your truck with 100 fossil fuel fossil free fuels today just look at the internet and you'll find it Okay, but it's also so a mind shift then because because people can't realize that it is as good as the the old-fashioned fuels, the fossil fuels. It, probably this, and we were making a when talking about education and great to have this opportunity. Yes, it's just a matter of doing. Yes. Yeah. So okay, so that was your first tip. So uh, they all have to use your fuels. Um, yeah. Do you also have a, another more more objective another objective for them? Um, yeah, I said, well, the, the, the first at hand. The other thing is really looking at partnerships and, and thinking in yourself, uh, what can we still do better? And this today I spoke uh, to the young harbor talent, uh, Margriet, and she explained about, for example, how, um, how, how information technology can help to have exactly the right arrival time for a ship at a harbor. So to reduce speed, you use less energy. Simple things that really are easy to contribute and uh, even good for the bottom line of the companies as well. So there's so many solutions. Just So talk and listen to others. And with that, uh, you can make your contribution. Yes, and start today already. And that's what you already said. Yes, we can start today. So um, our um, previous guest uh, was Eveline Brass. She is a director of, uh, of Firm. Um, and she also had a question um, for you. She didn't know who the next guest uh, would be. Um, but the question is, um, how can you be a role model and how can you inspire others to impact the climate change? Do you consider yourself as a role model? Uh, I don't. Well, that's a difficult question. <laughs> um, let me think on that. Okay, we come back to that because I also have another question because we always end this podcast with a, uh, a question for the next guest uh, without knowing uh, who it will be. Um, but do you have a question for, for the next guest? So what's, what's on your mind? Yeah, for the next guest, I would like to know her or his view on how much emissions we have reduced five years from now. Okay, okay. So what will be the goal from five years from now? Okay, okay, wonderful. Uh, so we don't know yet who, who the next guest will be, but this is a very interesting question. And then we, we come back to the question of being a role model. Mm -hmm. So do you think you are a, mo a role model? Do we need to have more role models? Yes, we need more role models. That's an easy question. Um, but you're hesitating no, if you are one. No, yeah, um, because we all try to be as a father. As a, as a leader of a team, you try to do the good. So I try to be a role model. And uh, how do I do that? First of all, by, by doing things that I really believe in. Always stay close to, to myself and, being, and, and try simple words to explain what I think and what could be a good direction forward, but also by listening a lot. Trying to listen, to understand others' viewpoints and then bring it together in the team or to, with the stakeholders, even with NGOs. So that's, that's how I try to at least contribute and try to be a role model. 
Well, I think you're a fantastic role model. So thank you very much, Bart, for joining uh, us today here um, in the show by talking, but also uh, by listening. So thank you so much and good luck with the goals and um, with the perfect and great work you're doing for Nesta. Because we are going to close this uh, fifth edi uh, edition of the podcast. And um, if you want to leave a comment, please do, because we like to read your comments and, of course, tell your colleagues and friends about this podcast. My name is Roeske Lehey, and this series of podcasts is commissioned by the Port of Rotterdam. Technique by Bourgogne, production and edit by Louder Brand Activation. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next one. Mm -hmm.